Good morning. I want to welcome you to the L252 podcast. Uh, L252 simply is from the scripture, Luke 252, concerning the ways that Jesus grew. One of those areas that we're concentrating on today is he grew physically. And I want us to focus on uh, this, this aspect of health. We haven't done that in any of these podcasts to date. So we really want to concentrate on the uh, physical aspect of this. And yes, it is important. But, you know, before we get off into this, I don't want anybody to feel condemned here. Um, we are physio- physiologically different Um mentally and emotionally different. All of our spirit, mind, and body, they all work in tandem, and there are issues we've got to work through in all of those areas. But one thing we need to know, we need to know is that genetically we're different. So if we talk about you know uh, areas that start to bring bondage to you, that's not the word. The Bible says you know, he, the truth will make us free, and that's, that's all we're doing today. Nothing, no pressure. This is just a journey one person's journey. We, we have different ways of getting uh, our own journey. Uh, one thing that's really encouraged me lately is Isaiah 40, 31. You, you know, this portion of scripture simply says, wait on the Lord. He shall renew your strength. There, there we go. He shall renew your strength. One, you will mount up with wings as eagles. I kind of liken that to the type of this type of person genetically, uh, physiologically, they're the they're the elite. You know, they're the ones that can do the marathons. They're the ones that don't have to work out that much, and their bodies ripped. You know, those kinds of things. Um, you know, but then there's the second category. There is the area of uh, they shall run and not grow weary. This is the second tier uh, of uh, of people who are they have to work a little harder. Uh, their discipline is more in, engaged, um, and, and that's just sort of the thing that they they have. Now, the third group is one I can more identify with, and that is they will they will walk and not faint. I, that's kind of where I am um, in in the process. Uh, even last night, uh, I got out and, and I walked a couple of miles. So don't think any, you know. Don't again not condemnation. There's no condemnation of Christ. However, there is discipline that it's going to take. So as we look at this, this, uh, today, I, I brought on the, on the podcast, um, a young man, uh, by the name of BJ Herndon, who also, uh, is a minister. Uh, he has been on his own journey. I want him to introduce himself and then tell his story, and then then we'll do a little back and forth. BJ, great to have you on the podcast this morning. Uh, thankful for the journey you've been on, and I just know this will be encouragement to to our ministers today. All right, thanks for having me. I'm, yeah, it's a, a real honor to be asked to share just my story and a little about who I am and what God has uh, shared with me the past, well, I guess several months. Um, so just a little bit about me. Um, I live in Valonia, Arkansas. I was born and raised in central Arkansas, and so I've lived in this area, this general area, my whole life. Um, I, uh, I began attending Valonia First Assembly when the church was started in 2002. I uh, started leading worship at the church when I was 18 years old, and then in 2014, I became the full-time youth pastor there while continuing to lead worship. 
And uh, I recently transitioned away from um, being the worship and youth pastor at Volunia First Assembly. And so uh, now I'm pursuing a new direction in ministry, uh, which is a result of just what God has uh, shared with me and um, just something that he has led me to through the journey that he's taken me on. And so uh, you may go ahead and jump into my story. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like for, for them to hear your story and about, you know, what uh, what's what's happened, transpired in your life. All right. Well, uh, like many others, the year 2020 was a wake up call for me. Um, at that time, I was still full time as a youth pastor there. Um, and going into that year, I had high hopes that the church was going to experience a powerful move of God like we'd never seen before. I even remember being at a youth lock-in uh, when January 1st, 2020 rolled around, and we spent the first hour of that year in the upper room of our church in prayer for God to bring revival in 2020. And I'm not going to say that God didn't answer that prayer, <laughs> but what happened in 2020 wasn't, for sure, wasn't what we had envisioned in that prayer meeting. Uh, we began the year thriving, but like a lot of people, it seemed like we ended the year just trying to survive. And... That year caused all of us to ask difficult questions. And personally, I asked myself things like, is what I'm doing really making a difference? And are my priorities right? Am I doing everything I can to prepare myself to survive uh, this, this virus that all of a sudden we were all exposed to? And as I looked in the mirror, I realized that, that I wasn't. I wasn't doing everything I could. And I don't say that coming from a place of depression or low self-esteem. But when I, looked, when I looked in the mirror, I saw someone that, I mean, honestly, looking back, at that time, I was, I was lazy, I was selfish, I was discontent, uh, I was unmotivated, I was overweight and stressed. And what I realized is that what I saw on the outside was just a reflection of the condition of what was really happening on the inside. I knew what my responsibilities were as a youth pastor and a worship leader and a husband and father. But I was content to simply check the boxes for each of those. I didn't really have any dreams, didn't have any goals, and no desire to improve in any area. And then at, at just the right time, Ben Andrews reached out to me and several other uh, male youth pastors here in Arkansas and shared a challenge with us. And he didn't give us any details except that it had made a big impact on his life. Um, but that didn't matter because at that point I knew that something needed to change. And so I was honestly up for anything. And so I ordered a book and it was called The Soulcon Challenge. And when I started reading, it spoke directly to what was lacking in my life. And so uh, it that took us on a six-week um, challenge for Christian men. It was had kind of a special forces feel to it. And the goal is to teach us how to live our lives, giving the Holy Spirit control of every area of our life. Talked about how to approach life with a warrior mentality. And that spoke to me because I wasn't doing that, but there was something inside of me that really wanted to. In the book, we talked about how to make wise decisions to position you to do greater things for God's kingdom. And I realized that by not taking my health seriously, I was limiting what I could accomplish for God's kingdom. I learned what to eat, what not to eat, how important drinking water is and getting enough of that and why rest is important and how exercise benefits us. And I committed to the challenge. I did everything in the book to the letter that required me to read and pray every day, eat healthy, drink lots of water and exercise. And for someone that lived to eat 
and never exercise. There are lots of difficult moments. But looking back, I never focused on the difficulties because I knew I needed to change and I believed that I could change. And almost immediately, these disciplines began affecting every area of my life. I struggled with some of the exercise, but those moments just brought me closer to God. There's something about suffering that brings us closer to God. And there were lots of temptations to snack on unhealthy food, but I learned how to listen for the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit in those moments as He told me what I really needed, not just what I wanted. I started losing weight, which made me feel better, um, just feel better all around and feel better about myself. I had more energy during the day and I slept better at night. And so I used the energy during the day to be more present at home where I would look for things to do. I would get home from work and I would just almost instinctively start doing dishes or laundry or cleaning up around the house because I had this energy. And I realized that I had uh, an addiction to some games on my cell phone. They weren't necessarily bad things, but they just wasted a lot of time that I should have been spending being present with my family. And after all the positive changes that I've made, it just didn't seem appealing to waste time on games anymore. And so I gave them up. And I used that extra time at home to play with my kids and have meaningful conversations with my wife. I began to get excited about the ministries that I was leading and started dreaming of what could be possible within them. And I already had a habit of starting my day with prayer and Bible reading, but it became so much more empowering during this time. And my mood improved, my focus improved, and my self-control in every area of life improved. And so after it, that happened for me personally, it didn't take long for other people to start to notice. Uh, the weight loss was an obvious change, but people also noticed a change in my attitude and uh, increase in energy. And by the end of that six-week challenge, I lost 25 pounds and years of unhealthy habits. And so the next time an opportunity came around to go through a challenge like that, I had several men from church ready to take it on with me. And they also realized they needed a change and were excited for the opportunity to improve. And it didn't take long before they started experiencing the same results I had. They lost weight and they gained a positive self-image. They gained energy, became more aware of the needs of their family, and started making wise, choice, wise choices in their diet and exercise and grew drastically in their relationship with God. And whenever that happened for those other guys, it changed the culture of our church. Instead of men standing around talking about sports in the church lobby, they began to talk about the workouts they did through the week, and they shared healthy meal options and the positive results, and they shared the things that God was speaking to them and doing in their lives. Men that never even talked to each other were seeking each other out to ask how the challenge was going for them and what God spoke to them this week. And several of us began meeting up before daylight through the week to exercise together. We'd send messages to encourage and to hold each other accountable. And as with most things, there's an initial wave of excitement, and then people kind of settle back into whatever normal looks like for them. But we all couldn't deny that we were changed and that our definition of normal has changed. And several men got gym memberships and still go there nearly every day. Some guys began home workouts, and they're still committed to putting forth physical effort every day. And I personally, I took up running. And so I look forward to waking up most days at 4.30 a.m. to get outside and spend, spend some time with the Creator and just crucify the flesh and do things that I know I need to do to take care of my body, to put me in a position where I can do uh, the most, to make the most difference for God's kingdom.
Yeah. So, hey, uh, hey, uh, here, I want to just uh, take just a moment um, because I think one of the things that you you pointed out uh, is you, you're talking about changing the culture of your church, changing the, the group of men. Um, I think these journeys are journeys we need to go on together, not not just try to be the lone wolf. Uh, right. So uh, I, I know how important it is to, uh, and we're, we're again, we're, we're talking about a group of men, women, whatever, but, uh, you know, the, the sense that one person, one person taking a journey, just listening to the Lord for themselves. That That's what you did. You, you listen to the Lord yourself. I, I don't, you know, other than, than the book and following some of the guidance of the book, but then surrounding yourself with, with men, even the conversations changed. It, it went from uh, carnal flesh uh, to more spiritual things. I know myself, the thing that I believe changed the culture of Russellville first assembly the church I was privileged to pastor for nearly 16 years was uh, w- with with the men of the church. When I took them, I chose uh, somewhere around seven or eight to 10 men to take a journey with for a year. I can't tell you how that impacted me, impacted them. Uh, then ultimately it changed the culture of our church. It raised the level of leadership and commitment. So I, you know, I did want to stop in this part of your journey because I want, I want those listening to this podcast and particularly the pastors. Um, you know, we, I know in, in churches we want to change the culture and we think this can be done wholesale, big groups. I think uh, small groups uh, over a period of time can get the results you're looking for regardless of, of the, the emphasis. Is that, that's what I'm hearing you, you say. It changed, uh, you said very dramatically changed the culture. Can you unpackage that just a little bit more for us? Yes, um, it, it's kind of, well, I guess you could call it irony or just God working through it. But uh, one of the core values that we would say almost every week at our church is that everything is better in teams. And uh, we would we would use that principle for so many areas, but it just never carried over to just the men in our church and the relationships we had with each other until something like that brought us together. And... You know, I, I think there's probably a very small percentage of people out there that are just self-motivated enough to just realize something that needs to change inside of them and just, you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps and make it happen no matter what. Uh, but for most of us, I mean, God designed us for a relationship. And if anything, any of us can, can get a little bit motivated and start something. But if there is going to be a lasting change and a lasting uh, difference that's made. It's got to, we've got to bring people around us. And I mean, if, if you've got people in your church, that's an, I mean, that's just an open door, a great opportunity for that to happen. 
Um, because I know, I know what it's like, you know, being in the full-time ministry and, you know, we, we hear all the time about the loneliness that pastors feel, but, you know, if there's people in your church, it doesn't have to be like that. You can share with other people just like you did at Russellville and, and bring other guys on the journey that God's calling you to. And all it takes is a couple of people to, to jump on board with that and to buy into that vision. And it can dramatically change the culture in your church. You know, that's exactly what we want to do in this district as well as we follow the theme of, of healthy ministers, thriving churches. That's all we're, we're trying to do. And it, it, it just takes a few of us. Uh, I'm hearing more, honestly, um, BJ, I'm hearing more and more uh, of, of our ministers jumping on board. Uh, it's not something necessarily coming from me, uh, but it is something that the Lord is speaking to them. Just much, much of what the Lord has spoken to you about, they're just uh, listening to, to the Lord and then they're obeying, and then God gives them uh, some direction. I know uh, the first of the summer, uh, I'm like you. I I went through COVID, taking my church through COVID, then changing, uh, right, still COVID things going on, and changing and becoming the district superintendent and all the challenges that has brought, and I had to change my from from a physical standpoint because I was I was not feeling good physically from from where where I was at that point. So uh, first of summer, I just it was for me. I changed um, I changed my lifestyle to to get myself back into. Um, uh, where I felt good uh, at the weight, you know, at, at a certain weight. And, and so uh, I have lost several pounds. Uh, I've, I'm, I've been going to the gym. That's, that is something I did, but there were other things that I needed to put in place. Um, so we all really kind of have to find our own journey. As we talk about that, <clears throat> You talk about a journey that God took you on. I really like to hear about what vision the Lord gave you and the direction that you you took it. Maybe some of our listeners are going to be able to identify with that. Tell us about it. Okay. Um, so I was in July of this past year. Um, I knew that, that God was pulling me um, away from what I've been doing for the last nine years you know, as a full-time youth pastor. And so I knew there was a season of transition um, coming up for me. And when I talked to my pastor about it, he he agreed and he said that God had been speaking to him the same things. And so you know, we were at peace about it. Um, and so <laughs> and we were in you know agreement that it was time for something to change, but I didn't know specifically what God had for me. And so I kind of just spent some time you know, just wrestling with ideas and asking for God. You know, I told him over and over again, like, God, whatever your will is, I'm open to it. Just let me know. And so um, one day I was up early. I, I went for a run and uh, right in the middle of it, I felt like the Lord gave me a vision 
And he told me to take my journey and to help other ministers experience the positive growth that happened in my own life. Um, and from that moment, my heart became burdened for the ministers that you know, were like me, that struggled with the lack of motivation, that struggled with health issues or feel burnt out or just plain tired all the time and lack energy. Um, and the truth is, is the reason why I was in a ministry position at a church is because I believe in the work of the local church and ministers and I would love to help their ministries become stronger and last longer. And so uh, that's, I'm taking a step of faith now in this season of my life. And I've started a business called Live for Eternity, where um, I'm basically pursuing being a health coach uh, and, you know, directing that at ministers to, to see how I can help them on their journey to so that they can, you know, feel better, but also lead better. You know, it's kind of like, Craig Rochelle, I listen to his leadership podcast, and he says in every episode, everyone wins when the leader gets better. And it's absolutely true. Well, you know, that's, um, I think you, you of course, I, I believe that to be true. And I think it's, um, uh, it is a phrase that, that all of us ought to get uh, into our, our own mindset. Uh, as leaders, um, you know, we've got to lead. Uh, someone yesterday, I, they were having a meal after church and, and I, I love, man, um, I love banana pudding. I don't care which way it's fixed. And they were, they were trying to get me to, to eat some banana pudding. I really wanted it, but I realized that I, I have to leave. Now this is not condemnation. Again, I, I really want to stress that it's just, this is my journey. And again, BJ, this is your journey. Right. Um, but I'm I'm with you on on this this aspect is uh, I, I know in Berean studies, when I did Berean studies, seems like a hundred years ago when I was in the Air Force, um, it takes discipline. Much of what we do is going to be pure will, desire, uh, discipline. And, and nobody really can do that for you except give you encouragement and give you a means to, to do that. Uh, you right. have, uh, you, you know, I think that for the most part, very few people I have found uh, can uh, are sadly, uh, I guess maybe that's an over-exaggeration. I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but there's not a lot of people self-disciplined to the point that they can just do something on their own. And I think that's why we've got to do things together as much as possible. And, you know, finding a way that fits us. And so you, um, you know, your journey, um, your vision is just one more of those um, visions that, um, that maybe somebody ought to try to, um, uh, to use, uh, you know, there's, you know, this, uh, there's, there's a health market out there. There, there are hundreds of people, even I can promise you, even in, in our, our district, other districts, they, you know, they're, they're on Facebook and, and they're, they're saying they lost so much weight and this is the way they did it. Uh, well, for that, you know, I, I think I've tried most. Of, I think I've tried most of those. <laughs> uh, 
but you know, you will find something that works for you and maybe, maybe what you're saying and what you have, uh, you know, might be, might be something that will work, work for them. Uh, I, I think it's important also and 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 you've, you know, you, you have several uh, biblical references. Uh, you know, I think sometimes we, you know, we humorously say, well, you know, Paul buffeted his body. Well, buffeted his body. But I understand also that, that Paul said, well, physical training is of some value. Godliness has value for all things. Just understand that, you know, it starts from the inside out, really. Uh, right. The, the thing that we have to determine whether the, 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 the lack of physicality, the lack of physical well-being, does it play on our psyche? Does it, does it play on our mental well-being? But really, actually, when you look at Romans 8, there's that battle between the flesh and the spirit. So the, the spirit man has got to be strong. And, and I think that's all Paul is saying when he says physical exercise profiteth little. He didn't mean it, you know, it doesn't because didn't he talk about shadow boxing? He talked about running, all of these things that he talked about. But I think we should understand that uh, we, we do have a responsibility to be healthy. Um, you know, uh, I was saying yesterday in my sermon, uh, I understand genetically uh, there are things that are passed down. I want to, you know, I want to break some of that stuff in my life. Uh, I know it's broken by the word and it's broken by a determination of, of of getting myself in a better, uh, you know, in a better place physically. So I want to, as we, as we kind of wind down this podcast today, uh, I want you to, Tell us a little bit more about um, for the glory of the challenge, and just uh, again, um, just for those who are listening, we're not sitting here uh, just promoting everything that that comes along. But maybe, maybe BJ's journey will help you. If it will, praise God, uh, invest. Um, but I think we have to find uh, something that works for us. Uh, and I think BJ, you would you would agree with that. Tell us about your journey, because I mean, again, about this for the glory challenge. Yeah, um, this was something that God just kind of laid on my heart um, because, from my experience, one of the biggest things that stood in the way uh, for me being healthy, um, you know, before I experienced all this, was I just I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I didn't know how much it hindered me. I didn't know how much it was holding me back. And I didn't know what was possible, like what could happen. And it wasn't until, you know, through this book, whatever, that that I was able to see, oh, wow, I'm not, I'm not doing these things right. Or I could be better and more efficient in every area of my life if I, if I learned these physical disciplines to add to the spiritual disciplines that we know are so important. And so... Um, that was the mindset that I had um, in coming up with this For the Glory Challenge. And so this is a it's a 31-day challenge that I came up with, and it's based on 1 Corinthians 10, 31. And that says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so 
This challenge takes basically four weeks and focuses on one positive change each week. And so at the end of the challenge, you'll have the knowledge and you will have started the habits necessary to live your best life for God's glory. And so um, I'll have a, a, a page on my website where people can sign up for it. And as we go through the challenge, you'll be in a private group with other individuals going through the challenge. And I assume that, that once we start getting word out about this, uh, that um, there will probably be a pretty good group of ministers that want to go through it, but also um, quite a few just people that I know. And so my plan is to have different groups. I would like for the ministers to be in a, a group with just other ministers, um, just so that you can relate to in some way to every person that's in the group that's going through this challenge with you. And so during that time, um, I'll just help um, guide and instruct people every day and hopefully provide some um, inspiration and some knowledge to help keep you on the right track. And uh, for one, I feel like this is a God thing that, you know, this is a very important time of year to learn physical discipline whenever we're going into the holiday season where the food temptation is probably the greatest but uh, I've got a, a website called liveforeternity.life, and uh, the, the challenge is there on that page. And uh, so, yeah, that's where people can go and sign up for it. Well, th- thanks so much. Let me remind our listeners uh, again, um, that's liveforeternity.life. There is a, there's a cost uh, for, for that. Uh, again, I just want you to understand this is, this is not a district thing. We're not, we can't in, endorse everybody's, uh, and I, you know, BJ, you know, we talked about that. I can't, can't endorse everybody's right. um, thing, but um, i tell you what I will do. Um, and I'll, I'll just depend on you. I, I will, uh, I will sponsor, I'll sponsor two uh, people. If they don't have the forty nine dollars, I will I will sponsor too, uh, just because I I believe that you, you got to find what works for you, um, and if this you know um, I think this this is a one time payment right this is a one time yes payment. okay so so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down a hundred dollars at it and uh, and somebody that would whoever you you decide uh, will will let them go for it. Hey, uh, uh, BJ, hey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Boy, I I really believe that um, there's a lot of good stuff that can be shared with with people. And, um, you know, uh, blessings on you as you step out in faith on on this, uh, which I believe is is so important and critical. Um, So appreciate you, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on here and letting me share. Yes, sir. Well, uh, for those of our listeners, thank you for joining us um, uh, today or whenever you you uh, you will listen to this podcast. And just uh, praying the Lord will bless you and your spirit, your mind, and your body. God bless.